0: The Ascended Masters are not meant to be looked at as the superior beings that we are all in awe of. And we have to look at them as our elder brothers and sisters. They are in as much in awe of us as we are, or could be, of them. And the only difference is that they have actually gained that title, if you want to look at it as the title of the Ascending Masters, because they have mastered their many lives in a physical body. And as a result of that, they have no need to incarnate again. And that basically is what a master is. A master does have the choice, and as I'm sure many of you have heard, there are a lot of masters on the earth at the moment who perhaps do not need to be here, but have chosen to be here because of where Mother Earth is going in terms of the ascension and the raising of the vibration to the fifth dimension. In order to make a little bit more sense of this, I want to take us back in time, because the ascended masters, or the masters, are at that stage merely because of their evolution of their soul. And I just want to read you a very short passage, which I think sort of sums up quite nicely, uh, to me anyway, that moment, whenever it was, when our souls were originally created. In the beginning of the beginning, all that existed was the great void with the prime creator in repose within an orb of unimaginable power and magnificence. The God mind stared, and there came forth the desire to create and experience more of itself. The words, let there be light, were not spoken but from within the heart of the Creator, there burst forth a beam of radiance of gigantic proportions. This beam of the Creator's essence radiated out into the void, lighting the heavens and thereby creating what was to be the universe of the first cause. Within this light were all the components of creation, Everything there ever has been, and everything there ever will be, pure love, wisdom, the divine blueprint for all future universes, galaxies, star systems, planets, as well as the mineral, vegetable, animal kingdoms, and you. So what what we're saying here is that this is where we all began. And from this came the soul, the soul that is within your physical body today. The soul's journey has now begun. And the evolution of the soul basically means the stage where that particular soul is up to. The soul was given as many lifetimes as it actually needed to fulfill a certain um, criteria that it needed, which I'll come to in a moment. And if we think about it, it is said that Buddha actually had, well, some people say 450, others say 550 lifetimes. And that's fine. However many it takes is what is important. We will all get there eventually. And the, the there I'm talking about is to remember who we truly are, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I'm going to be focusing on mainly on the seven ascended masters, whose job it is to work with the seven rays, but I'll come back to that in a moment, because I want to make it very clear that... They are not the only ascended masters. When we are out of the body and our soul is making that choice on what it needs to experience in the next lifetime, and of course the great complicated plan of where we go, where we incarnate, what physical body we have, etc., that is actually done with the help of an ascended master. Now, we don't get to know the names of those ascended masters, and those ascended masters are not written about in the books that you could buy in a bookshop. But that is one of the jobs that they are doing. There are many people who channel ascended masters, In a lot of cases, again, they are the recognisable names that most people, if they had to name an ascended master, they would come out with that name. But this isn't always the case, and I feel that this is important because just because you're not channeling Archangel Michael doesn't mean to say you're not channeling an ascended master. Now obviously there is a certain protocol and rules about how you gauge and, and uh, discern who you are channeling but um, it is sometimes a little misunderstood that you know if it's not one of like the top seven then it's not an ascending master. Um, and <laughs> It is, there are many, many of them, and they have a lot of work to do and a lot of different jobs. Can I just go back to what I was saying, though? Um, We must keep this focus in our mind the whole time that the Ascended Masters have mastered their lives in the physical. The seven Masters who are responsible for the seven rays have had many lifetimes and many incarnations, and they have gone through exactly the same sort of problems and challenges that we have all gone through. And this is why there is this really strong request that they are not seen, you know, as, as somebody up there, and there, whatever you want to call it, that we have to look at them in, in that way. They are just like all of us here and today. The number i just said about people who are channeling other ascended masters, probably in about the 1930s, that was a time, quite a turning point, Uh, for people to start channeling. And if we look at it in more recent years, probably since about 87 onwards, it's like if you go on the internet, you know, you can get channelings from, it seems like every cosmic being that's out there, you know, because everybody's doing it, right? I think the reason for this, I know some people are a little bit skeptical about this sometimes because they say, oh gosh, you know, oh, everybody's channeling, whatever. But... I believe at the end of the day, you know, there is a job to be done, and everybody has a part to play in that job. The reason why there seem to be more people channeling at the moment, or one of the reasons, is that I feel it's much more acceptable. If you think back to the 1930s, you know, you were really looked on as being, you know, whacking whatever word you want to put you to use to describe it Um, I mean you think of I guess the reactions you have from people nowadays where if you were to say some of the things that you believed in that can be bad enough and challenging enough but if you go back in time even more so So the reason why there are more channelings about is because of the need to get the job done, because of the time and where we are at in terms of uh, the evolution of the planet and our individual spiritual soul's evolution, but also because it is a little bit more acceptable than it was. You sometimes come across this word hierarchy, spiritual hierarchy, which again I feel is a little bit like the word master. It can be emotive because it suggests importance, more important, less important. I think we need to look at this, if we are feeling that, we need to look at the word hierarchy in a very different way. Because if we compare it with a factory, there is a job for everybody in the factory to do. And it doesn't matter whether you are the manager of that factory or whether you are the person who's the cleaner in that factory. Basically, at the end of the day, if you weren't all working together, then that factory wouldn't work and wouldn't um, operate as it is supposed to. It doesn't matter whether you're the manager or the cleaner. You all have a role to do to make up the whole. And this is the case and the way of looking at the spiritual hierarchy. Every being in the spiritual hierarchy has a job to do. As we know, it doesn't end once you have let go of this physical body. The learning and the evolution of the soul goes on. Right? Yes, you might think to get rid of the physical body is the ultimate age, but, you know, there's a heck of a lot to do after that has actually happened. And and I feel that that's a very important thing to to sort of get across. The job in terms of the Ascended Masters, especially the seven on the seven rays, is to serve humanity. They are here to make sure that everything they are giving as much help as they possibly can they couldn't be here doing what we are doing and that is something again that I feel takes quite a while to accept we are the ones in the physical body doing it you might like to say well they've got an easier job than we have because you know they're out of it and like might beaming it down whatever you know and then are not having to cope with all the challenges that we are right So it is very important that their focus is to serve humanity. And as a result of that, we need to work with the masters just as they need to work with us. And to have a knowledge and information about them will hopefully enable more people to do that. Having said that, there is another change which is coming about, which I will say at the end, because it is taking it um, a step onwards from there. When the, ascent, when the masters were in, phys, in the physical body, if you were to look at a list of names of the masters, um, the first thing that might surprise you is that they weren't all involved with what could be described in its widest sense as religious um, organisations or pursuits they were a whole range of different types of people, just as we have been a whole range of different types of people in our many lifetimes. So there will be poets, they were poets, they were philosophers, they were architects. The, The list goes on and on. But the one thing that unites all of them is that their thinking at the time... Was a little bit unusual, it was ahead of its time. The information that they were bringing through was really like rocking the boat in, in some cases because this was part of their mission, this was part of their job. And if you start to compare the times when the masters actually incarnated, there was like a great influx of masters all around the world. Um, because humanity had sunk to what was like described as a, a stagnation point, a real low, the Dark Ages. So I, I see it as a little bit like you know, you know, on these old uh, cowboy and Indian films. You know, the cavalry always appears over the hill, doesn't it, at the last moment? And I feel that was the case with the Masters. You know, it was like, come on, you need it down there, and whoosh. You know, all, they all went in at very similar times, but in a whole range of countries throughout the world because they were all needed to do their job which was to raise the awareness and to really get the whole um, spiritual, the divine plan back on track because it was in danger of going a little astray at the time. The other thing that they all have in common is their belief in oneness. No specific religion. They saw the divine spark, the soul, the threefold flame in every being that there was. They did not separate. There was that oneness. There was that completion. And this is what is important. Yes, there are masters who have had, once they've left the physical body, they have had religious movements, organisations, whatever, that have been set up in their name. But that was not the intent when those masters incarnated in the physical form. This has been like man's, and I use man in its widest sense, man's interpretation of the information that those masters actually put across. And then afterwards thought, yeah, we want to carry this on, you know, we will have it in a much more formal form. We will create a religion, a belief, whatever, in the name of that master. Unfortunately, as we know, sometimes things go a little astray in the interpretation but if we go back and we look at the original teachings of all of what are now our major religions in the world, there is that basic element of truth once we get rid of the misinterpretation and the power conflict um, that there has been in a lot of cases. The masters were often, mm, uh, they're actually referred to in the Bible um, as the elect. They're often called the great ones as well, or the illumined ones. So, not just known by the name of the masters. Right, I will make an assumption then that everybody is well aware that, um, you know, if, if we look at it basically, we are supposedly down here on earth in the third dimension because it's the basic, it's the densest form there is with physical matter. But when we are out of the body in the spirit world, we're in the fourth dimension. And then once we have no need for a physical body, we go on to the fifth and so we go on. How many dimensions you think there are is is a very personal thing. Now, I will say, I find it hard to get my head around thousands of dimensions, or even 45 dimensions. So, what I'm going to say is, I feel that we're looking at 12 dimensions, and the 13th being the source. So that's what I'm when I refer to the seventh dimension tonight. As I'm going to, um, that gives you some sort of idea of where I'm putting it. Right? I know that is a subject. The idea of dimensions is a subject within itself that so it we could debate for hours. But um, if I could just make that clear at the moment, that's what I'm looking at: twelve dimensions and the thirteenth being the 4th. The reason why I'm saying this is because. The ascended masters who are working with the seven rays—they are—they reside. I always want to see live, you know, constellations, like little hexes and things. Well, no, they reside in the seventh dimension. right? So this is who I am specifically looking at tonight: the masters in the seventh dimension. And that in that dimension as well, there are archangels. Um, so if we're looking at the two parallel lines of the evolution through the, uh, the human, the, the, into the master, the angel, into the archangel. We've got the two of the masters and the archangels in the seventh dimension. Having said that, I'm going to focus on the seven masters who are. You will see this phrase Cohen, C-H-O-H-A-N, um, or Lords of the seven rays, or teachers. Uh, Cohen actually is, is the Hebrew for as the word teacher. Now, what I think we need to just just get straight in our mind here, and, and this is what this whole thing is all about, it was a hoop in its last incarnation, but it's a very kind of spiritually evolved hoop track. Because if we think about, you know, one of these, a crystal, and I guess a lot of you have probably got these in your windows, and you know that once they... Start to spin and the sunlight shines on the that you get this wonderful rainbow effect all around your room. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this to attention is because I think this is a good way of describing what we've got here. As that white light, and if we get into our science again and think back to the sort of things we did at school with a prism, and once to shine light like, through a prism, you get all the colours of the rainbow, and that is the physical light. What we've got here is what I call the cosmic light, or the spiritual light. So, if we just focus on the light hoop itself, that is the cosmic light, the great central sun, the spiritual light, where we all started from, which is being beamed at Earth and the whole cosmos, the whole of the time. If we are able to slow things down and I shall come back soon how that might be possible for some people. But if we are able to slow things down, you would find that just as we have the rainbow effect coming out of that crystal, we have a similar effect coming out of the spiritual energy, the spiritual light. But it's not the same colors as we get in our physical rainbow up to a point anyway. And what we get are this. This is the first ray, and this is the blue ray. With each of the rays, as I've said, there is a quality, there is an aspect. There is a master who is linked to it. There is an archangel who is linked to ray. There is also, if your class is to work with crystals, then there are certain crystals which are said to to link in with the qualities of that ray. If you work with oils, there are oils that link in with that. And of course there are places, uh, retreats, which are said um, in the (laughs) clerics, which are said to also... Work with the energy of that ray. So this is Ray one the divine will. It's also linked with courage and strength. And the master who is in charge or has the work to do in of this quality is ascending Master El Moya. The Archangel is Archangel Michael. In most cases, or in a lot of cases, you would, if again, if you picked up a book, you would see just Archangel Michael's name mentioned. And I feel there's a very important reason for this, and I can only describe it in this way. It is my understanding that um, El Moya is what I call a very busy man. In that. He has a job to do with each and every one of us. It is said that before our soul incarnates, especially when the soul is getting towards the end of its physical lifetimes, that there has to be like a one to one meeting with El Moya where your your little life plan is really checked out. Now if you think about that, you'll understand perhaps why I say El Moya is a very busy man. You might like to, and I know some people actually have a vague memory of this, or they will have had um, a flash of it in meditation or in the dream state. You can actually, without going off into dreams totally, but you know you can ask for things to be confirmed in dreams, and you can actually ask for that, and you might be surprised... What comes out if you ask you know for that connection with El Moya to be to be reaffirmed. So that is why there might be, I feel, a little bit of confusion over who is in charge, who's working with ray number one. So that's that one. Our second one, ray number two, the yellow ray, is wisdom. Right? Wisdom, knowledge, illumination. And here we've got Lloyd Lanto, and Lord Lanto, in one of his incarnations, was Confucius. Now, if you think about, you know, if you don't know much about Confucius, I don't know an awful lot about Confucius, but that's the only thing I would think of, that, that knowledge, that wisdom, you know, Confucius say, etc. So it's perhaps no surprise that uh, that was one of his lifetimes. And the angel that works here um, with the... Sorry, the archangel that works with the yellow ray is Jothiel. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning the archangels as well is because... You know, everybody's different. Some, some people feel the connection with an ascending master. Some people work more with the angel and the archangel um, side of evolution. And that's fine. It doesn't mean to say one's better or worse than the other. It's what feels right for you. So... In terms of the, I've just realised I haven't said the stone, we were looking at the sapphire here, or basically the blue stones. I mean, again, it's pretty obvious we're looking at colour, because the colour of the ray and the colour of the crystals has that same vibration and the same energy. So although that's single out, you know, it's like if you are drawn to the blue crystals generally, then that might be suggesting a connection there. The yellow is the topaz right? that works with the wisdom and the illumination. We then go on to ray three, which is um, the third ray of love. And the master who uh, works with this ray is Paul the Venetian. The crystal is is rose quartz, um, which again perhaps you might have, have guessed had you Wanted to. And the archangel is Chamuel. Right, we then go on to ray four, which is the white ray, which is purity. And here we've got um, ascended master Serapis Bay, and the angel being Gabriel. The Crystal is the diamond or the quartz. I mean, <laughs> probably if you were working with crystal, you wouldn't have many diamonds, right? So we, go, we, we use the quartz if, if you're wanting to work on the aspects of that. Right? But again, of, of the same sort of line there. So that's the white uh, ray of purity. The fifth one is Hilarion. And this is the ray of truth. It is said that everybody has contracted to work with at least one of these rays in their lifetime. Now, over the many lifetimes that we've all had, we will have done the full circuit, right? But it might be an interesting little thought, you know, which ray do you, do you feel um, att- attracted to, you know. Because each of us has made a contract to work with the qualities or the aspects or the master on a particular ray. And the people who tend to have contracted with this are often the healers. And again, that may comes no surprise, green is often seen as a healing colour. And um, they're usually great sticklers for truth, and I mean that in its nicest way, in that they will really, in physical terms, uh, fight a cause, or stick by what they mean and what they say. I don't mean literally fight. Um, but these tend to be the people who have contracted to work with the fifth ray, the green ray, If you are trying to work out which ray you are connected with, there can be some confusion with the blue ray, which I feel the need to say at this point. Because I said everybody has... Contracted and had this soul to soul meeting with El Moya. A lot of people immediately go for that blue, and then they might get start to get feelings about another connection. And I think what you're tapping into there is your soul to soul meeting with El Moya. So you know, don't think, oh, I'm not sure. Is it blue? Is it that? Whatever. The next one. Can you just say what's the archangel associated with the fifth red, green? Sorry, that's Raphael for yes. Yeah. The sixth one then, and this is purple and gold, and this is the only ray you'll be surprised to hear at the moment, which is actually with a female ascended master, and this is Lady Nada, or N-A-D-A, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, This used to be the uh, ray associated with Jesus, or the name being Sananda, now that uh, the cosmic name is Sananda but Jesus is no longer, Sananda is no longer doing that job and it's Lady Narda who is now responsible for bringing through these qualities and Sananda has moved into the job of world teacher along with Katumi. So the sixth ray is the one, the purple and gold one of devotion and the archangel there is Uriel. And we're looking at the stone of ruby here, the crystal of ruby. All of these have a very vital part to play. But when we look at where we are now, I do have to say that this little ray and this little master has got an awful lot to do. Because this is our seventh ray, and this is the violet ray of transmutation, and this is the work of Saint Germain. And Saint-Germain is the master whose job it is to bring in the Aquarian age and to oversee the Aquarian age for the next 2,000 plus years. So this is what I mean uh, when I say he's, he's very, very busy at the moment. and. Um, There are a lot of people working with St Germain on the earth plane at the moment because, as you can imagine, there's a lot of work to be done there. And there are many things that everybody can do to help, whether you are directly uh, contracted to work with St. Germain or not, I do feel we all have a part to play in this because at the end of the day, it is all part of our contract. We are here now to help bring in the age, the golden age of Aquarius. So St. Germain, the Amethyst, uh, again, you'll probably not be surprised with that, and the Archangel is Zadkiel. Uh, and this is the Ray of Freedom. And if you think about that and link it to the idea of the golden age of Aquarius, then it comes as no surprise. The thing you've got to remember as well, or you might like to remember with the rays, is that they are all being beamed at the earth the whole of the time. But depending on what is going on and what needs to be like sorted, I believe like the, the They're turned up, for want of a better phrase. So it's like, you know, the the intensity is turned up. So, for example, if um, we were looking at the Blu-ray with the strength and the courage, then that might be something that is turned up when there are a lot of... um, Wars and unrest because people are having to make decisions as to where they stand in terms of their strength and their courage. The violet ray is really turned up at the moment, mm-hmm. and because there are many, many areas, as you can imagine, all over the world that need that negative energy transformed and transmuted into light because that's what the violet ray does. It is a healing energy in its widest sense. I will come back to the violet ray in a minute. Can I just say about the colours, if you have been able to see the violet ray, which many people can see, you can get into your head in that a lot of people will say, well, what colour is it? Now, now, I mean, if you just look at what's around today, is it this colour? Is it this colour? I mean, you know, I've got like every variety of colour there is here. At the end of the day, I don't think it matters. It's all coming from that one colour source. And I think the only thing that differs is the amount that's being beamed, depending on the situation and how much is actually needed. So if you are able to see the violet ray and you think, ah, but it wasn't that dark and it certainly wasn't the same colour as the ribbon don't worry about it you see what you are meant to see according to the situation I'll come back to the violet ray in a minute because having said about the ascended masters who work with the seven rays and now, now that you've got that in your head or not I'm going to talk about another five to make twelve rays And the reason for this is, because of where we are at in the terms of the evolution of the planet, it's like, right, you've got your seven, but you need more. And you are now having, we are now having, beamed at us the next five rays to make 12 altogether. Again, there are some sources that say... There are 22 rays, or there are 40odd rays. Uh, you know uh, to me, this is a little bit like the dimensions. And I can't get my head around that at the moment, so I'm not going to say anything about it. I can confidently say, I know that this is happening, that these five rays are coming to us, and this is important. So we have ray number eight, the aquamarine, and this is the ray of clarity. Now, if you think about it with what I call spiritual logic, if we have had a situation which has been a really negative situation that's been healed, afterwards, you need clarity to see where you go or what happens next. So there is like a logic in this. This is our aquamarine. Then we have ray number nine, magenta. And this is the ray of harmony and balance. Then we go on to ray number 10. This is the gold ray. And this is eternal peace. Right. Slightly different quality. It's of a higher vibration than what we've had in the seven. So although there may be similarities, it's like turning it up and up and we're getting more and more pure. So this is our eternal peace. Peace. Ray number eleven, peach is divine purpose and joy, and I think the joy aspect is the, is the, you know, perhaps the more important quality that's with this one at the moment. Because if we again, if we look at that logically, once we achieve our divine purpose, you know, this is how it's supposed to be: bliss and joy the whole of the time. Then we get on to number 12, which is opalescence, and this is transformation, total transformation. The colours which are there are not true representations of the colours that you would see if you were able to see them with what I call your spiritual eyes. Because what you need to take into account is each of these colours are mixed with the light of source. And there is this incredible, um, almost luminescent quality which is at the moment beyond anything that has been produced in this physical world. We are getting there. And I want to describe to you something that we can all see once we become aware of it. And this is our physical rainbow. If you look at the physical rainbow, when it ends on the violet, it doesn't end on the violet anymore. You can see the aquamarine, and if you're lucky, you can see the magenta, right? And this, to me, is just brilliant, you know. The reason why we're seeing these two colours is this is our confirmation, this is our evidence. And I think being able to see those two colours in the rainbow is our confirmation that we're doing it. We're doing what we've contracted to do. We are raising the vibration. We are making that link. Because I think these are the colours that exist in the fifth dimension. I think the fifth dimension is the dimension of colour and sound, and so to be able to see these in our rainbow is that confirmation that we getting And I think, you know, we take a lot on trust when we're on this spiritual path. And uh, I know if we turn on the news, you know, we can be forgiven for thinking, are we having any effect? You know, we're always doing our peace meditations and focusing Mm. on all our trouble spots in the world and goodness knows what. And there can sometimes that little bit of doubt creep in that, you know, is it really working? And I think... That's why we're seeing that, so that we have the confirmation. As far as I am aware, there are no ascended masters who are working with these five rays. And the reason is that I think they are in incarnation now, which might come as a shock. But we are told, as I said before, there are many masters in incarnation who have chosen come back and to bring information through and so it's like these rays are waiting for that moment and these people are out of the body again.